Esther, and this week on Living in the Pages, I speak with USA Today bestselling author Lisa Renee Jones. We discuss surviving and thriving in the publishing world, cowboy romances to killer thrillers, and that naughty Peggy Lee. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. Hi, how are you? I'm terrific. Uh, happy to be back in the USA. I've been traveling the past couple of weeks, and I can't believe how much I've missed USA food. Oh, <laughs> where all have you been? We went to Europe, so we went um, first to London, then we went to Munich and actually went to Oktoberfest, which my husband liked very much. And then um, uh, we went to Cologne for an event with my publisher, then back to London, then to New York, and then finally home. Wow, all over. Yeah. And where is home for you? Uh, Colorado. I'm actually from Texas, but we live in Colorado now. Okay. And we are getting ready for a snowstorm today. I can't believe it's already time for that, but oh, it is. I live in Minnesota, and yesterday was 70, but we're supposed to get snow tomorrow. <laughs> That's how it was here. Like we were like 75 yesterday and now to, today's um, high is 27 and oh. tonight's low is 12. I'm like, this is crazy, oh. you know, but I never get used to that part of Colorado the way one day it's like 70 and the next day it's 12. Yeah, <laughs> it's an emotional havoc. <laughs> I, I get emotional about it anyway. <laughs> I grew up in California, so I'm still trying to make my peace with the snow. Yeah. I like the snow generally. I mean, I like it better in Colorado than I did. We lived in New York for two years because um, it's really um, high here and very dry. Mm -hmm. So you don't really feel cold until it drops under 20. Once it gets under 20, there's no saving you from the cold, you right. know, but... <laughs> But I've literally been in shorts while it was snowing outside. It just won't feel cold, which, you know, I love That's that part nice. of Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't gotten to meet you yet, so I'm excited to talk with you. Yeah. How long have you been writing? You know, it's funny. Um, just the other day, somebody asked me that, and we looked it up. And my first book was published in 2007 with Harlequin. I can't believe it's been that long. God, that's I don't awesome. know how that's even possible. Yeah. So you've kind of been around to see how the indie market has grown and changed and also the trade side of things, too. Oh, yeah. We did a podcast for a bunch of um, press people on um, how that had all changed and everything. Um when I was in New York and that was one of the big things that we talked about was how it's changed completely. I mean, I started when you had to have an agent, you mm -hmm. had to, um, you know, have the publishers, you know, bring you in and the publishers didn't do that great because there wasn't a lot of competition. And then I was one of the first ones in 2012 that went to auction when Indy took off. And I mean, it was changed my life because mm -hmm. it was kind of the ironic how it was Indy that kind of made my career. And then after publishing a bunch of you know, books with Harlequin. It was Indy that made my career. And then, you know, I went to New York again. And now I've kind of settled in a middle ground of, I mean, I've always stayed kind of both, you know, anyway. Mm -hmm. But, um, and, you know, I'm back on the shelves with um, some print releases again now, that kind of thing. But that's the publishing industry. I mean, we thought Harlequin would always be the queen of publishing. Right. Yeah. And, it used to be, you know, everybody wanted to go to the Harlequin parties. They used to hold these huge annual parties. And that was kind of like, oh, you made it if you're at those Harlequin parties. <laughs> and, and now Harlequin sold out. So, But, I mean, I came from the corporate world. So, I've seen how everything that goes up must come down. And, yeah. and that's the thing I try and tell some of my friends, too, is just remember that Indy will have its window 
but think about, you know, diversity just because Mm -hmm. things change. You never know where it's going to go. That's good advice. I wanted to know coming from a being a successful businesswoman standpoint, how do you apply the principles you've learned in business to your writing career? Well, I mean, definitely um, that everything goes up must come down thing has been something that I've seen in publishing. I saw it so many times when I, I owned a large staffing business and I worked mostly um, because of the, my position with CEOs and CFOs and I saw a lot of big companies that seemed like they had it together, go up and come down. I saw mm-hmm. a lot of startups back in the 90s in right. Texas, you know, they got all this money from investors and they spent like it was going to last forever and then they were gone. And I, I feel like sometimes in any publishing can be like that. You know, mm-hmm. somebody gets a big hit, oh, they're the big thing and then they're gone. Right. Um, But even a lot of those traditional authors that I admired so much coming up and like, oh, God, I want their career. They're gone. Mm -hmm. You know, the changes in the industry, they didn't survive them. And I'm like, wow. I mean, that's one thing having been in business and then been in publishing for so long that I've seen is how many people are gone. Mm. So I always kind of say, well, I'm still around. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's uh, I, I, that shouldn't be the way you judge your success, but I'm always <laughs> like, I'm still around. I'm still making a living at this. Yeah. So. <laughs> Do you write strategically thinking about where it's going to go in the market? Like well, indie you know, versus trade. I guess to some degree I do. I mean, I, I've tried to stick to a brand to some degree and I'm transitioning in. I haven't formally announced it yet, but I sold a straight thriller that's going to be on the shelves next October. Oh, and um, Congratulations. Thank you. I'm excited about that. But the thing about that is um, the oddest thing is, as you know, I basically agreed to write some um, cowboy romances that were going to be on the Walmart shelves, which were completely off brand for me. But they were like, if you'll do this for us, we're going to get your thrillers in there too. And I was like, okay. So, I mean, when you talk about strategically writing to the market, I mean, I don't, (laughs) that wouldn't have been what I would have seen as a strategy, but (laughs) but somehow from cowboy romances to my, you know, the first book's called The Poet, which is a serial killer. So, I mean, just to tell you how extremely different that is, but I mean, I write erotic thrillers anyway. So the transition from erotic thriller to thriller isn't that big for me but the cowboy thing is a little off brand (laughs) that's hilarious so the truth about cowboys came out august 27th that's correct and then the second one is tangled up in christmas and that's coming out at the end of this month so that was my next question is is tangled (laughs) up in christmas coming out so coming out in october yeah what do you do to decompress from all the business you know not very much lately <laughs> because I fit in those books for Walmart. I've been in an insane deadline schedule right now, but my husband's obsessed with Halloween. So he's already got all kinds of Halloween plans. So I think I'll be decompressing a little for Halloween. Yeah. He thinks it's like the best holiday. I'm like, it's not a holiday. Honey. He's like, it's a holiday. It's a holiday. <laughs> what does he like to do? Well, I mean, it's everything from you have to watch these scary movies with me, which I hate scary movies. Oh. To we have to go walk the neighborhood. To we have to go to a haunted house. We have to go find some place to go to a costume party. He's already fine. Oh. We're going to a costume party this year. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> yeah, we're going to. So, I mean, he's just all about it. And 
like my series Inside Out, the, one of the the main characters, he is a painter and he paints some um, horror stuff. And one of the reasons he does that is that was inspired by my husband. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and the character in my book gets Freddy Krueger and Michael confused because I always do. And he gets very irritated at her. I'm like, yes, because that came from my husband. <laughs> Cute. So you hate scary movies but you write thrillers how does that work <laughs> well i mean i think it's I, I like the psychological suspense aspect of writing the thrillers yeah. and so when i say i hate scary movies it's like the whole slasher yeah. everybody's having sex and then they get slashed to death kind of thing <laughs> like I, I mean that's like a prerequisite they must be having sex before they get slashed <laughs> to death i mean so maybe it's because also growing up um friday the 13th and stuff was really big and I hated those they scared yeah. me and I, my, I had a single mom and I was alone a lot oh. so, I, so I always kind of maybe relate that to I'm alone somebody's gonna slash me oh, that's awful <laughs> yeah. so what does a normal day of writing look like for you usually for me it's I get up, I have coffee, I try and calm down the animals. But we have two very young animals now. We have a golden retriever and we have um, a Peterball cat. Aww, and the, the two of them together are just so wild. Before we got on this call, I had to lock them out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> Peterballs are really loud. Are they? they? They talk and talk. Everything's a conversation, a shout, a yell. Whereas our golden retriever doesn't even bark. She's the quietest dog. Oh but um, but together, they tear down the house. But anyway, so trying to calm them down. And then um, and then I write. I usually write um, until I go to the gym in the evenings. And then that's it for me. The gym is my decompression time. Um, mm -hmm. And then if I can come home, and unless it's the end of the deadline like it is right now, then my husband and I binge watch something, and and that's a typical work day for me. Which I mean, I feel mm. pretty blessed that now this yeah, is my life, you know. I bet. Let me just interrupt for a second to let you know that Living in the Pages is part of the Frolic Podcast Network a podcast community of everything romance-related, from book club-style discussion, author interviews, comedy, critique, you name it. Find new shows to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcast. And now, let's get back to our interview. What would you tell a new writer starting out? <laughs> you know, years ago when I started writing, I went to a convention... And I was like, um, okay, I finished my book. Yay. Uh, at least I'll fit in from that standpoint. And I remember when, and this was back when writing conventions and traditional publishing was everything, but I think that this advice still sticks. But they said at the front of the room, which there were hundreds of people in the room, how many of you have finished your book? And I'm like, well, of course, all of us. Why would we be at a convention <laughs> trying to get published? And I was shocked that only like half the room held up their hands. Mm. So I think a lot of people just do a lot of talking about, I want to write a book and they don't just do it. Right. And that doesn't mean that your first book's going to be good. But that's the other thing I think new writers get obsessed with. This book is my life. It will change everything. But mm -hmm. one book does not make a career. And you feel like you're really attached to it. But I'm really attached to every book when I write it. And then by the time I'm, you know, 
four chapters into the next one, I'm really attached to that one. Right. So, I mean, you just have to write the book and then keep writing and also not obsess over the first book being like the life-changing book because it probably won't be. Mm-hmm. It will probably be the one that, you know, is an example of your your start. Like, I hate my early books. I've got a few of my books back that I didn't even republish. I'm like, oh, thank God they're not on the market anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Even though publishers actually published them, they liked them enough to put them, you know, to press. But I hate them now. Hmm. So, I mean, you just have to remember that we're, you know, just get started and do it. How would you say you've been able to change with the craziness of publishing? What's been your secret to stay current? I think that staying current is all about staying educated about what's going on in the industry, watching the trends, you know, communicating with other people in the industry, having author friends and seeing what they're doing. I mean, the one thing that I always caution people about, and I go back to a piece of advice in agent game and i tell her i repeat this all the time um she said um you your success is your success you can never have anybody else's success if you obsess over you want somebody else's career you will never have somebody else's career you have to think about what your success is Mm -hmm. and so i've always since she told me that i'm like that's such a true fact Mm -hmm. i mean um so i really i constantly look at what am i doing what is working and i've tried things that didn't work in the marketplace the great thing about indie publishing is you can try it it cannot work and it's over and done with and you've already moved on right you just have to keep looking and changing don't expect it to stay the same because it will not even indie publishing has not stayed the same it's so different true. now what's your favorite part of this career uh, you know i hadn't been doing signings for a couple of years and i just came back from doing the signings and i realized that hearing from the readers that your stories have really touched them really is why you do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm so happy to get to do that again and to feel that motivation that comes from seeing them. I saw that you used to want to be an actress. Do you think you'll ever pursue uh, oh, that? Oh, no, no. That no? was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the, well, that's how I started writing was I had wanted to act and actually my son had gotten accepted into the actor studio and he'd been doing a lot of stuff and kind of got it back in my blood and I was doing a little bit of acting I did some independent film in Austin but I mean I still had my kids I had my business Mm -hmm. and so one day I was in the airport and there was a book and I'm like I never just take time for myself and read a book and I grabbed the book and gobbled it down and I was like this is it this is my creative outlet I can Mm -hmm. do this and still raise my family and still you know deal with my business and so I wrote a book that's what I did and that became my creative outlet. And I will tell you this because I have a couple things in development in Hollywood right now. I remember sitting in LA and I was sitting with a, an executive of a big studio, my producer, my agent, and I remember sitting there listening to him talk about actors and actresses and thinking, oh my God, I could never have said the idea of this sitting there talking about who was fat, who was this, oh. who was that. And I'm like, no, I mean, I think that I would not have been able to, to I just am not a confident enough person to have dealt with that. No. And you really saw who was in control too, sitting at the table. I remember thinking, wow, I mean, because they talked about, well, we can make anybody famous. We can do this. We can do that. And I'm just like, 
And and they were talking about a particular big name actor saying, well, he's not good for anything but superhero stuff. He cannot hold another movie himself. I'm like, <laughs> we're talking about him, wow. you know? And I was like, wow, it is brutal. Hmm. It's brutal. So um, it's been an interesting look into what it's like behind the scenes, let me tell you. I bet. <laughs> Let's do a fast five. I'll ask you questions and you answer off the top of your head. Okay. Show you binge watch. Oh, God. Game of Thrones, we binge watched Mm -hmm. like at the very end, like we resisted. We did not like Game of Thrones. And then we binge watched it. We were obsessed. So our whole life for 30 days was Game of Thrones. (laughs) Yeah, I did the same thing. What's your favorite snack? Chocolate. Last book you loved? Anything Ruth Ware, but Into the Woods. And I don't even think Mm -hmm. I got the title right. I always get that one wrong, but I loved that book. That was great. Yeah. Baking or takeout? Takeout. Definitely. What are you wearing? Um, nightgown. <laughs> I've not even gotten in the shower yet this morning. <laughs> I haven't either. So, <laughs> so do you have any signings left this year, or are you done for the year? I'm done for the year, but next year is going to be really busy. But we're, we're looking forward to that. Yeah, we're going to go to um, the Edinburgh Guerrero event, and then nice. we're going to go on over to um, Ireland afterwards. And then I've got Book Bonanza, and mm-hmm. then we're going to go to Australia 2020. I'm going to be there, too. Are you? Ready? Yay! So I'm excited about that. That seems like a really fun, intimate readers event. So I did it a few years ago, and it's one of my very favorites. Oh, that's great it's to so hear. So well done. Awesome. And awesome. I think Australians are my people. Oh, really? They're really great? <laughs> yes. Yes. So I, You know, that was one thing I really loved um, traveling overseas was like in London, I don't know if you ever saw the one Chevy Chase movie where he um, keeps running into somebody, an English person who was so polite and nice, you know, that every yeah. time he'd run over. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't get the joke behind that, but the joke is that they're that nice. My <laughs> God. Like our cab driver, I we didn't have time to get coffee. We were going really early to Germany and I needed coffee. So bad. he's like, oh, I just made this. It's hot. It's oh. perfect. I haven't drank out of it. Drink my coffee. I'm like, no, 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 no. Drink my coffee. Oh, that's and so he sweet. Insisted. Yeah, it was actually really great coffee. It was so sweet. And I was wow. like, this would not happen that's in the so U.S. Sweet. I mean, just, yeah. Um, but uh, it's great to know that Australians are going to be that great, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love them so much. So, so much. Like, exceptionally much. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's time for us to sing a song. Oh, no. And <laughs> I can't sing it <laughs> Since you're coming out with a Christmas book, and this is airing November 7th, I think we should sing a Christmas song. Oh, okay. <laughs> do you know Jingle well, Bell Rock? I think I do. You think I would know? Because my husband's obsessed with Christmas music like he is Halloween, too. <laughs> it's he sounds fun. so fun. <laughs> he, he's very much so. I always said he's a person who makes me smell the roses. Aww, <laughs> that's sweet. Are you ready? Yeah. As ready as y'all will ever be for me to sing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, this is the song where um, that Brenda Lee, uh, we always yes. joke every Christmas because there's a part where she says, rocking around the Christmas tree that sounds like she says something else. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. 
Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell chime in, jingle bell time. Dancing and prancing in jingle bell square. In the frosty air. <laughs> what a bright time, it's the right time to rock a night away. Jingle bell time, it's a swell time. To go, go gliding, gliding in a one-horse sleigh. Giddy up, jingle horse, pick <laughs> your feet. Jingle, jingle around, around the clock. Mix and mingle and a jingle in beat. That's the jingle bell. That's the jingle bell. That's the jingle bell rock. <laughs> I never knew those words. Mix and mingle in the jingle in feet. <laughs> remember what the there's another part of it that has something to do with pumpkin pie that's the part where we always go that thinks she's saying something else and i can't remember what we think she's saying but every time it comes up we start laughing because we think she's saying <laughs> something naughty i'm like how inappropriate for a christmas song <laughs> peggy lee my goodness <laughs> well thanks for doing this today it's been so fun to chat with you well thanks for having me and it'll be so great to actually get to yes. meet you in um Australia. i can't wait that's so fun <laughs> yeah that'll be fun um well thank you again and have a great rest of the day you too bye-bye bye well that was a ton of fun i loved meeting her I hope you'll join me for next week's episode. Until then, bye. Living in the Pages is now part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts.